to homeschool, to not homeschool, to homeschool, to not homeschool. This was literally like a three-month process of me going back and forth. And I, I the, the reason why I really struggled with homeschool to not homeschool, homeschool to not homeschool, for those of you that know me, know like, what the F, Natalie? <laughs> like, why are you even like debating this in your mind? Like, you're so not a homeschool mom. Um, but one of the things that I really struggled with this past year was with my oldest son, Zaid. Um, one, he's extremely brilliant like his dad. Um, just very academically just on another level in life. I mean, he's doing right now like seventh grade math and sixth grade. Um, he his reading, they said is at a high school level at the sixth grade. I mean, he's just like uber smart. And so a piece of that was was that. I was like, okay, you know, do we put him at homeschool so he can accelerate beyond where, you know, the school is putting him at? Number two is maybe I need to have a little bit more control of what he actually is learning. Um, instead of this like BS that they're trying to feed our children, um, and not like teaching them actual like ABC and one, two, three, but they're teaching them like things like political stuff that they shouldn't be in. They shouldn't be teaching. Like we need to get back to just teaching. So my dad, my dad was a public school teacher for over 40 years. And so I know like teachers, like I grew up with a teacher and my dad never taught like political stuff. It was, he taught fifth grade, he taught sixth grade math and he taught, um, us history. And so it was just, I was really struggling with just like, do I, you know, we live in Tennessee and it's a lot better than I know in like other places, but still it was like, I, I just had this like fear of, truly like this fear of like, am I, is my son going to get brainwashed with a bunch of crap? So I really struggled with this. And my husband and I were like going back and forth, back and forth. And, um, in the month of July, and I, I can't wait to just bust out some of these stories. I have a whole list of stories. I cannot wait to share with y'all. I just of like the coolest things that I experienced with my kids, but I, I want to share with, I want to share this episode on my decision and then how God confirmed it. And I'm sharing this with you like I always share with you because I feel like there's a lot of you that are maybe struggling in this area just as much as me of like, do I homeschool, do I not? And just like, you know, with the crap they're feeding their, my kids and all this stuff, right? It starts in the home. And this is something that really started to like be evident and clear in my life in the month of July. In July, I spent the most time with my children that I had since COVID. And I got to really share with my kids and my boys. I'm just, I got to share with them my life stories when I was a kid at their age. I got to share with them the things that I've learned in my life. I got to share with them my experiences. We went on lots of walks, lots of beach walks. Um, we had lots of little fun family getaway vacations, um, like little mini vacations there um, in Orange County. And I, I began to kind of share with my my kids, you know, just these experiences. And as I started to share my experiences and as I started to share about things that I did when I was a kid in school, one of the things that really hit me was it starts in the home. And I just, I kept thinking it starts in the home. Like it's not about, it's, it's not, a. they're not going to suck up as much of what the teachers are going to be feeding them if they know the truth in the home. And if I'm if I'm sharing my truths and I'm sharing my stories as a kid of 
just real stories that I experienced as a kid, real life issues I experienced in puberty that I experienced in middle school. And I shared those stories and I've shared those stories with them in July. And I was sharing that with my oldest. I was like, you know, these are the things that I experienced as a kid. These are the, these are things that you're going to go through and just trying to normalize it. You know, like you're going to get pubic hair, you know, like it's just going to be a thing. And so make it a more normal versus like weird, right? But the other thing on the emotional side, I'm like, you're going to go through weird emotions. Like, it's going to be super weird. I'm like, I was a girl. I know you're a boy, but we go through really weird emotions. Like, I was a total crazy brat in eighth grade. Like, I was weird because I was like, what the heck is going on with my body? And you're going to experience that. So I started to just share these things with him. And I realized, like, you know, I just, I need to be more, my husband and I need to be more like this. This starts in the home. Number two is values, morals, and character. Values, morals, and character. And that starts in the home. Like what, what are we raising our boys to be like? What are we raising them to be um, as strong warrior men? And if they go to middle school, can they be a light there? You know, and can they be the influencer? Can, and if, if I pull them out, right? Like what if I'm raising a kid that's so solid in who he is that when he goes to middle school, like he changes the atmosphere? So I want to share with you something that I did. Um, so when we got back from our Orange County experience, Orange County vacation, um, I just had this piece. Like, yep, I need to put, I need to put him in middle school. Like, I need to put him in a public middle school. And something that God really showed me is He's like, I want you to show your son what it looks like to be an influencer. Like, what does that look like? Because the world tells you something completely different than what really truly God tells us to be influences in. And so I took my son, my older, my oldest son, I took him into my closet and I turned off all the lights and then I brought him into the closet and I I, I said, it's, it's pitch black in here, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, it's so dark. You can't even see your hand. Right. And he's like, yeah, super dark. I was like, right. Okay. So watch this. And I brought a lighter and I turned on the lighter that you light up like for candles. It's this little tiny flicker of a flame. And I said, can you see the closet now? He's like, yeah, I can see everything in your closet. And I said, can you see your hand? He's like, yeah, I can see my hand. And I put him in front of my mirror and I said, can you see yourself? And he's like, yeah, I can, I can see my reflection. You know, I can see me looking back at me. I can see me. What's your point, mom? I said, here's the point. The world, middle school, some people, it's going to be a dark place. God's going to send you to dark places where there isn't light. And maybe that person isn't a bright light. There's, there's some stuff going on in their life. And that darkness is really dark to the point you can't even, you can't even see anything else but that, but the darkness. I said, but then you bring the light. And you think that the light has to be super bright. Like you have to bring on a huge spotlight. And I told my son, I said, Zaid, all you have to turn is Jesus on. I said, this is what God looks like. Everywhere he goes in, in people, when you say, yes, I believe in God. God is love. God is light. Just that little, just that little switch. I said, you change the atmosphere. I said, and now let me ask you this. With this little flame on in this closet, 
are you focused on the darkness? He's like, no, I'm focused on the light. I said, but you know what? The darkness is still bigger than this little tiny light. But because of the light, it changed the atmosphere and it made you focus on the light. I said, and that's what you're going to do in middle school. You're going to be a light on your campus. You will walk into rooms and change the atmosphere. You will change what people look, what people look at. And I said, and this, this is what you carry with you. Don't ever forget it. You carry the light. Okay. What is so freaking awesome is like, God totally gave me this download to do it for my son. And he catches the bus super early. So the bus ride, he catches at 6, 15 in the morning. So he's got to get up super early. So usually in the mornings, um, my husband was doing like devotions with the boys. So they would get up at 6 and from 6 to 6.30, um, Matt would do Bible reading with our boys. But because Zade has to catch the bus so early, um, we told Zade, hey, you might want to bring your Bible to school and just do your Bible reading your morning devotion reading on the bus. So that's what he's been doing. Well, this past week, there was a kid sitting next to him on the bus and he started asking him questions about the Bible. And my son said, have you read the Bible? He's like, no, I haven't. He says, have you ever heard, has anyone ever shared with you about Jesus? He's like, no. He's like, well, I'd love to talk to you about God. So my son began to share with him about God and shared with him about the Bible and said, you know, what if, you know, so they have this um, thing on Tuesdays where it's like kids can just choose for 30 minutes on Tuesdays what they want to do if they want to do like projects, they want to do reading of a book. It's just like 30 minutes of like downtime basically. So my son's aide said, hey, how about on Tuesdays during those 30 minutes, like I do a Bible study with you. Like we just do like, you know, I'll share with you about a Bible story, and then I'll share with you, like, you know, just different things about that Bible story. And then you can, we can kind of like, you can ask me questions and we can kind of just, you know, do it like that. And this kid was like, I would love that. I would love that so much. So Zaid comes home and tells us this story. And at the end, he said, Mom, all I had to do is turn on the light. I was like, <laughs> I just started crying. I was just like, that's it. Like, that's what it looks like. And it hit me. I was like, yeah, Natalie, as much as you want to protect your children from like, quote unquote, the bad stuff, you got to raise them in the home to be warriors for the truth. And if we're constantly hiding our children from all these horrible things and we're not raising them to be freaking warriors, then we're going to have all these people hidden in these homes and all of the evilness gets bigger and louder because we're not raising our kids to be warriors out there to shine the light of Jesus and to be a, a, of character and of godly moral and to stand for the truth. And, and that's what changes the atmosphere. And that's what shifts. That's what makes the shift. And so I just, I was so encouraged by my son. I was so like, Freaking yes, like that's what it looks like. Like that's what it looks like to, you know, raise kids to be like, yeah, this is setting the standard. Like it's about you, you raise, use the standard in your home and now they know what to do. They know how to act. They know how to be because you're doing it in the house. 
the other thing that really hit me, um, you know, because I asked my son, you know, what what made you, you know, what what kind of what kind of stemmed, you know, what kind of pulled you to share? And he said two things. He said one, it was the light, like I just your analogy, like you can say analogy, I said analogy, but he's like your demonstration. That's what he said. Your demonstration of the light, like that, really helped me understand like what it looks like to be like turning on the light. But the second, he's like, second is like you sharing your stories about as a kid. Like, and I, I did, I shared him a lot of personal stories that I, as, as me as a kid. And I was, I was a little evangelist. I know that's super hard for all of you to believe, <laughs> but I was a little evangelist. My grandpa was a pastor and I spent a lot of time with him and I just wanted everyone to know God. I wanted everyone to be so happy and joyful like I was. And I knew that they wouldn't be completely joyful, joy-filled and truly happy if they didn't just know who God is and who, how much God loves them. And so I was just a little evangel, you know, I just evangelized everybody. I told everybody about how God, how God is good and he loves them and has a purpose and a plan for their life. And I've been that way since I was little. And I was telling them, I said, you know, it was not the most popular thing when I was in junior high. It wasn't the most popular thing in high school, but I was the first to start the Christian club, you know, in high school. And, um, and I said, and it, and it blew up, you know, it got huge from there, but it was about me standing for the truth, standing for what I believed in, not being afraid of what other people thought and not giving two craps about what people thought, because I don't care because I have a greater purpose. And so I shared the story with my son and he said that that story meant a lot to me because it showed me like, that's what it looks like. It looks, that's what it looks like to stand up for the truth, you know? And I just thought if like mom can do it, like I can, you know? So I think what I want to end with you is this, share with your kids about you as a junior high. If your kids are in junior high, if your kids are in high school, if your kids are going through driving, if their kids are getting just recently getting married, you know, whatever season your kids are in, share where you were at. Here's what it also does. It reminds you like you were freaking that age at one point too. And, and maybe you weren't a perfect kid, you know, maybe you did some stupid things. Um, I shared some stupid things. You know, I, I said, you know, in eighth grade, I said, I hated my mom a lot. I was such a little brat. I was like, I, I was, I was a whore. I was, I was constantly saying like, I hate my, I hate you. And like shut slamming the door in my mom's face if she didn't let me go to a dance or whatever. And I said, I was, I was a total brat, you know, and then I kind of grew out of it and high school was much better. But so I shared those things. And I think it's so important that we share those things with our kids that we're like, Hey, we were once upon a time, like your age and here's the things that we did. Here's what we learned from it. And I think that's, that's huge is here's where we were. Here's what we did. And here's what we learned. And then the other thing is really being intentional about the time that you spend with your kids to raise them the way that when they leave your home, when they literally walk out that door, they know who they are and they know what they stand for. They know their, their character. They know the morals and the values that you have in your home that is now placed into them, like literally placed in them. And they can have this confidence and boldness so that when they enter school, they're like, no, this is what we, this is what I believe. Like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And what's going to stem from that is they're going to be warriors for the truth. They're going to be warriors for 
you know, going into their campuses and, and standing up for what they believe in and changing the atmosphere. They are literally bringing the light and the darkness and changing the atmosphere, changing the atmosphere. So I just really want to encourage you. Every child is different. Obviously every kid is different Um, from even your own kids are different from each other. So I'm not saying like, don't homeschool. (laughs) I'm saying, do you? But what I am saying is it is so important that we're not like relying on the school. We're not like, well, the, the church needs to teach them that. The school needs to teach them that. No, you need to teach them that. Like you do. But here's the thing. And I've said this, and I can preach this till the freaking cows come home. <laughs> is if you're not living it, you can't teach it. You cannot teach what you, and I've shared that in my, recent, my most recent podcast, like you cannot teach what just what you know. You have to live out what you produce. Like you're producing who you are. You're producing that into your kids, right? So you can't just like talk it. You have to live it. You have to live out what you're teaching your kids because that's how they're catching it. They're catching it by watching you live what you say. And I know I fall short of my life all the time, but I am very proud of my husband and I and the way that we love each other in front of our kids, how we love each other without our kids, like how much we truly, my husband and I are super madly in love with each other. Our kids know what a strong marriage looks like, not by what we say, but by how we are with each other. They know they know the kind of boss wife they want because I'm, I'm showing them that. And then they know the kind of dad and the kind of man they're supposed to be because their dad is the best example of a solid guy who stands for truth, who takes care of his family, who adores his wife, adores his kids, is, stands up for what he believes in, is bold and courageous. Like they, they have that example, not, oh, you should go be this. It's, no, watch your dad. That's how he is. So you cannot just teach it. You have to live what you tell your kids and they'll catch it. And I, I, I mean, it is just, they are sponges. They are sponges right now when they're little, especially they're watching you. They're watching you. So the movie that you're playing in your life right now, do you want that to be repeated in your kids? If you don't, you should change it. <laughs> you should change it now. Because the movie that you're playing right now, it will be on repeat in your kids. Because whatever is not transformed in your life is transferred into theirs. So get your shit correct because that is being transferred into your kids. So whatever you want transferred into your kids and how you want them to be comes from how you live your life.